by 2042, more than 50% of the U.S. population will have skin of color. And this means that all dermatologists must be capable and comfortable diagnosing, treating, and dispensing prevention advice for skin conditions across the spectrum of skin tones. In part one of a three-part podcast series on dermatologic issues facing patients with darker skin tones, Dr. Andrew Alexis, a dermatologist from New York City and the president of the Skin of Color Society, Dr. Corey Hartman, a dermatologist in Birmingham, Alabama, and Janine Luke, a dermatologist in Loma Linda, California, discuss photo protection and why it matters for all patients. Hello. I'm Dr. Andrew Alexis, a board-certified dermatologist from New York City and the president of the Skin of Color Society. And it's really a privilege to be here with some fellow members and leaders of the Skin of Color Society, Drs. Corey Hartman and Janine Luke. For those that are less familiar with the society, we are coming on to our 20th anniversary, and we have as our mission to promote and advance the care of patients with skin of color, advancing research and education and awareness of the various dermatologic concerns that are either more prevalent or have special considerations in our patient populations with skin of color. And so it really is a pleasure to be here with two extraordinary colleagues and have a conversation with them about a number of topics, beginning with sunscreens and sun protection for our diverse patient populations with skin of color. Now, the question of whether or not photoprotection advice for patients with richly pigmented skin should be any different from those with patients who have lighter pigmented skin is often a question that we're asked by our patients and, and by our colleagues. And so I thought we would start on that hot topic. And I'd love to hear your approaches, Drs. Luke and Hartman. Uh, and if I can call you Corey and Janine going forward, that'd be great. What are your thoughts on photo protection and why is it important and whether you have any different approaches for your patients with skin of color? Why don't we start with Janine? Yeah, so the the good thing is that I do feel like sunscreen is important for all skin types. And even, you know, the American Academy of Dermatology recommends this as well. I think it's sometimes for different reasons, whereas in our lighter skin patients, we're typically trying to um, prevent skin cancer, things of that nature, which is still a risk in patients of color, but it's a much lower risk. And so a lot of times patients of color deal more significantly with hyperpigmentation, melasma, post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. Uh, we also do experience the signs of photoaging as well. So I think there's still an argument for sunscreen in everyone, just um, slightly different reasons for why. Yeah, I agree with that, Janine. I am primarily a cosmetic dermatologist these days. So a lot of patients come with concerns about how they're starting to change. And a lot of, we know that 90% of our aging is extrinsic and due to photo damage and exposure to UV light. So while we have, um, you know, if you're more richly pigmented, you have an SPF protection that's kind of inherent in your in your skin of about, you know, I'd say eight to 13. We know that ideally we want to be in the range of about 30 to 50 to really make sure that we're preventing as much, not only skin cancer, but also premature aging as possible. And we age in different ways. We don't necessarily see the sagging skin and the pigment changes um, like lentigos, like in lighter skin people. 
will see skin lightening, which is a lot more difficult to treat and breakdown of collagen that causes that central facial sagging that really necessitates um, the need for uh, in injectable fillers and other um, uh, therapies to, to correct that. So different concerns, not to mention the inflammatory um, conditions that we deal with that leave post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation like you alluded to earlier, which is oftentimes more distressing than the inflammatory condition that causes the discoloration in the first place. So many different reasons to use sunscreen. Yeah, and just to piggyback on what you just mentioned, Corey, I think there's a huge misconception in our patient population and the general public that people with darker skin don't need sunscreen. And so I think it behooves every dermatologist to actually educate and inform their patients that indeed they do need sunscreen. Well said. And while we recognize that the prevalence of skin cancers among populations with more richly pigmented skin is lower than in lighter pigmented populations, the, the incidence and prevalence are not zero uh, for skin cancers. And uh, if we take one skin cancer like basal cell carcinomas, regardless of the skin phototype, we know that UV radiation is still the leading risk factor for basal cell carcinomas. And um, I certainly see basal cell carcinomas in, in my patient populations with skin of color, not as frequently, but they do occur. I'd love to hear your thoughts on, on the types of skin cancers that you see in your patients with skin of color, any differences, and, uh, and uh, any helpful tips for, for our colleagues who are listening in. Yeah, I, I agree with you. We diagnose basal cells and squamous cells in about you know five to six patients a year. And those are patients who are darkly pigmented, more heavily pigmented, more richly melanated, however you want to say it. Um, and that spans the gamut from you know Black patients, Hispanic patients, um, and even some of our South Asian patients. And these can present in ways that don't necessarily look the same as other, um, you know, lighter skinned people. So we know that the more deadly skin cancer, of course, the melanomas that sneak in on the palms and the soles aren't necessarily related to UV exposure in particular. There are still instances where the sun is a factor in the development of these lesions that can be quite disfiguring and um, you know, can cause quite significant scarring if they're not treated early enough. So uh, in darker skin patients, we don't always get that same message about the importance of a complete skin exam every year. Um, and that can lead to delays in diagnosis as they think that these are you know, just new moles or, or benign lesions that um, don't cause them any, any threat or risk. Yeah, and, and going back to something that Corey just mentioned, what I find is, is very interesting um, is that I see patients of color in a wide variety. Like even if you're African-American, you could still be a type two or three. I see that in um, Latinx populations as well. A lot of our Asian patients too, you can have some that are very, very light and some that are, are also very darker in the darker Fitzpatrick types. So I think it's also important because these are the patients that are coming to see me. I see, I have a huge... 
Latin population, of a huge African American population, and a huge Asian population. So I see the variety of all skin tones in my practice, and we do know that those, you know, basal cells, squamous cells, those do that that do have um, more of a an effect from the sun. You can see those. I do see a lot of pigmented basal cells in my practice, and I do find that that tends to be the norm for patients who are darker skinned um, as well. But those do have a, a UV exposure risk as part of, of what's going on with them as well. Yeah, well said. And despite that broad range of phototypes within a specific self-identified racial ethnic population, sometimes culturally within that group, there might be less of a tendency to wear sunscreen because it's less of a cultural norm. We might see that in some of our populations of color. And then in turn, the patients themselves might be surprised to learn that uh, they too are susceptible to skin cancer and should wear sunscreen. Let me add something to that. Not only is there a lack of education and um, sometimes a lack of awareness about the importance of sunscreen, but I don't know about you, Janine, but as I've shared this news about the need for sunscreen among more melanated patients, especially on social media, there are loud voices on the other side that try to challenge why we don't need sunscreen. So it's not even as benign as you know not knowing. It's fighting the forces of those who were saying that We've been in Africa for years and we've been fine and don't need sunscreen. So uh, our, our job is even even more difficult because of, um, you know, wh wherever these these people are getting these ideas that they feel so emboldened to share with others. And not only that, I also feel like um, it's not something that's discussed as much amongst dermatologists with their patients as well. When I start talking to patients about sunscreen, they're kind of like, you're the first dermatologist to ever mention this to me. So I think I think that's also been shown in studies that dermatologists may not be as inclined to talk about photoprotection in their darker skin patients. And so it may be something that all of us can take away that it's important to discuss, you know, sun protection in all types. We're also susceptible to the damage from UV radiation, UV exposure. So it's really important, like I said, even if it's for a slightly nuanced reason, it's really important to recommend sunscreen to everyone. And let me piggyback on that a little bit too, because it's while we're preaching this, this message of the importance of sunscreen, sunscreens have not always been as equal opportunity for us as they've been for others. So um, it's more difficult for us to adopt sunscreen use because we put them on and we can look iridescent and chalky and just not natural. Um, so that's an additional impediment Luckily, there are products that have been developed now because of the feedback of a lot of dermatologists like us and, you know, other others in the space who have shared that if you want people to really be compliant with these products and you have to think about these patients when you're developing the products and not just put something out that you say is good for all skin types and then we put it on and look like we are ready for the circus. So that's another point. Absolutely. And and you just hit it right on, on target because that has been a huge challenge for a lot of patients is really finding the right sunscreen. And of course, a lot of us would, you know, kind of say the best sunscreen is the one that people are going to wear every day. And I think finding a good and right sunscreen for the for the appropriate person is going to make all the difference. Well said. And something that uh, I like to do in my office, particularly when I'm recommending a tinted sunscreen, but any sunscreen because of the frequent barrier of finding a sunscreen that, that
that uh, goes on well cosmetically on darker skin tones, as you so eloquently said. I like to keep a few samples of my favorite sunscreens that I recommend in the office and have them put them on before they leave. And often they'll put it on initially and see this contrast between their skin tone and the and the immediate effect of the application and say, oh no, this is not going to work. But encouraging them to keep on rubbing it until it, it blends in. And they are often surprised that it actually, uh, with, with 30 seconds or a minute of rubbing in, it will actually blend in and that it will be something that they can acceptably use. Yeah, I like to use that actually as um, an incentive to use because while it goes on and it can be visible when you first apply it, that just lets you know that you were um, complete in your application and then the right products will kind of melt into your skin and disappear. So that's a way to sell it. Absolutely. And I love that you mentioned tinted sunscreens, which I tend to also recommend because they have the additional benefit of iron oxides, which is helpful for protection against visible light, which again, like I said, most of the time when I'm recommending sunscreens, a lot of my patients have post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation, melasma. And so they need that added protection because we do know that visible light does worsen um, and it's a dose-dependent worsening of, of hyperpigmentation. Dermatologists need to be aware that skin cancers present in different anatomical locations in people with darker skin tones, and often these are not sun-exposed areas, such as the sole of the foot. When it comes to the anatomic locations where we frequently find melanomas in our patients of color, they may not be in those sun-exposed areas. Maybe the sole of the foot is a, is, a, is a leading site. The palms, the soles, the, the nails, the mucous membranes, etc. So it just behooves us to get that message across that uh, when it comes to self-skin exams and skin exams in the office uh, by healthcare um, providers that we include uh, examination of the soles of the feet. And I can't tell you how, how often patients are surprised that I'm bothering to look at the soles of their feet, because clearly that message I don't think is, 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 uh, has been widely received in the community that uh, this is an area where you can get a melanoma. What are your thoughts on that? It's so funny that you say that because actually, Dr. Alexis, you taught me that many, many moons ago. And so I often do the same thing and people are like, oh, don't look at my toes. Don't look at this. And I'm like, it's no big deal, but I do have to check. You know, I want to check the bottoms of your feet and, you know, we kind of look all around. And so, again, I think it's just important to know the areas that typically do affect people of color and to be on the lookout for any suspicious lesions in those areas. Well, thank you, Corey and Janine, for your excellent, insightful commentary on photo protection and skin cancers and skin of color. Thanks for listening to this episode of Practical Dermatology, the podcast. Check back soon for part two in our Skin of Color Society podcast series for an update on diagnosing and treating scarring alopecia in patients with skin of color.